This podcast may contain adult language and content not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, hello. Welcome to Glamazons and Leprechauns, where two women at opposite ends of the height spectrum offer their unique perspectives on culture and society. I am the six-foot fabulous Tracy Payne Black. I am the five-foot furious Rochelle Sharma. And we are a female, cultural, and hopefully comedic podcast. If you have ever felt ostracized for being too tall, too short, or for not fitting the physical expectations of the status quo, then this podcast is for you. Consider yourself a gal pal, and welcome. How are you doing, Rochelle? I'm good. How are you? It's been a hell of a week. Yes, it has. I went to the grocery store this morning. And I spent like three times as much as I thought. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the checkout, the guy was bagging up the last thing and there was a jar of orange marmalade and um, he bagged it and handed it to me and immediately it fell through the hole in the basket and, and fell on the ground, hit my big toe and then shattered. Sounds like you were in a jam. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I was in a jam. The only good that came out of it was when he went to get the... The new marmalade, he brought back the Smucker's Kind. Oh. And I got, like, generic. Oh. So you got so an upgrade. I got an upgrade. After but, getting your toe beat to hell. But then I got out to the parking lot, and I couldn't find my car, and I thought it was stolen, and I just felt so defeated. Anyhow, I made some scones mm. for the first time, so I'm going to send you home with some, and that's why I got the orange marmalade. Oh, okay. Um, they don't taste very good, though. They taste like diabetic scones. There's, like, not enough <laughs> sugar in them. They're... Well, they probably taste like an actual scone, not the thing you get from the coffee shop. So, but if you split it in half and, and heat it up and put butter on it and then uh-huh. like put some orange marmalade or at least right. put on the orange marmalade, they're not bad. They're pineapple scones. Oh, nice. And there's not a lot of recipes for pineapple scones. No, there really isn't. On the internet, especially something with more than three stars. I think this had three and a half stars and not enough sugar. I'll tell you that. Anyway. In each episode, we'll be covering a specific topic and then breaking that topic down into three sections after we shoot the breeze like we just did. And that might happen again. Who knows? So in this episode, we're going to be discussing Growing Up Glamazon. Of course, Growing Up Glamazon is for me, but Rochelle, um, being five feet tall, grew up a leprechaun. So mm-hmm. we're going to share our perspectives on that. And Each episode, our first section will be called Ups and Downs. That's where we will give our personal perspectives. Then after that, we'll enter our Stature Factor, where we give contemporary real-world examples from the web, social media. We might have guests on the show to give us their perspectives. And then finally, we'll have Heads Up, where we talk about how things should be if we could change them, if things were up to us. So with that being said, Rochelle, Mm -hmm. do you want to go first? To talk about your growing up as a leprechaun, growing up as a leprechaun, and tell our gal pals up there exactly what that means to you. Well, you know, really, the funny thing is, and I may have had it slightly easier than you in that respect. You're supposed to be little when you're little, absolutely. You know? And so, what I had was all of the women in my family around me to quote unquote, look up to, but all of the women in my family are five, six to five, eight, you know, very leggy. 
my mom was quote unquote, the fat one at 145 pounds, and she was mostly tits. So I really thought I had a bright future ahead of me. (laughs) And I wasn't that much different than the other kids at school. I was a little smarter and a little fatter and definitely a whole lot meaner because we moved around so much. But I looked normal compared to them until, well, until high school started. I had moved around a lot as a young kid, but we mostly stayed to the west side of Phoenix. So I'd gone to a bunch of different schools and met a bunch of different kids. And all of these schools came together when we went to high school. So I knew a lot of people. And of course, their instant reaction was, oh my God, you look exactly the same. You didn't grow at all. And it really wasn't until then when I re-met all of these people and I'm like, oh, holy shit, they're all adults now and they're all so tall. And I am very much not that it dawned on me how very screwed I was in this lifetime. I, for some reason prior to that, I just hadn't really noticed or I just thought that that growth spurt was coming because I was always told, oh, don't worry, you'll shoot up, you'll thin out. Oh, don't worry, you're going to sprout any day now. Yeah, well, that never fucking happened to see. Did you drink enough milk? Yeah, (laughs) I know, right? Um, Yeah, I did. I I was a fairly normal kid. The only thing that was terribly unusual was how early I went into puberty. I went into puberty right around the age of eight. I started getting body hair and I started getting boobies and acne and all of that. I just like puberty hit me like a brick wall around the age of eight. And I kept that all to myself. Like, and I didn't, not a lot of people knew about it. That's not the sort of thing that an eight year old tells people. Hey, by the way, I've got pubic hair. You know, that was, that was something I kept to myself. Yeah, Um, I think I was similar. I I think I had my first bra at nine. It was a 36 triple A. For a nine-year-old, it's a thirty-six. It was a thirty-six. Now that and think thirty-six. Yeah, no. That was my first bra. Was already a thirty-six. Right. Just to give you an idea, rib cage. uh, Right for a nine-year-old. I know that uh, I got my first bra in like the third grade. I went into like third, fourth grade in a bra, you know, with zits and boobs. And I just don't understand how this didn't strike someone as unusual because most definitely none of the other children had this. But yeah, it really hit home hard when I got into high school and everyone I knew, because like I said, we had gone around so much. They were all like, you're so tiny. Oh my God. And they would do the most obnoxious shit, like try to use my head as a place to rest their elbow, which eventually I just got so angry about. I just started punching people when they would do that. And you have to think like, where, where is my tiny fist most likely to punch you when you put your elbow on my head? I put my elbow on your head during our photo shoot. Right. Is that why you were making a fist with your other hand? Yeah, that could have been. <laughs> and you're lucky you're not a dude because a lot of dudes just got punched right in the junk. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of the slap in the face when I realized that, oh, shit, this was it. You know, the funny thing was everybody around me telling me, oh, it's going to happen any day. You're going to get taller they just sort of trailed off. Like people just kind of started to realize this wasn't going to happen. Uh, Except for my grandmother who kept up that, you know, 
pep rally cheer to me until I just finally looked at her with that eat shit and die kind of stare because it was so painfully clear this this was not happening that this five feet was it by this time were there jokes um, or insults that you hadn't grown like Maybe you ate too much Lucky Charms or something like that. Oh, that was mean. <laughs> but that's something that's that how I they said that that you got tall because I didn't really eat Lucky Charms. Is that how no, I fucked like, it up? No, because you did. Maybe you ate too much Lucky Charms. Oh, that's because why I was a leprechaun. A le- Sorry, exactly. that went over my head clearly. Wow. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, a lot of people asked me if I smoked. <laughs> I'm like, no. It stunted your growth? <laughs> yeah. Did it stunt my growth? Did I drink coffee? What about yeah, when you got much. older? Like you were, no, then it was just, just regular, you know, shorty stuff. Mm. Oh, you're shorty. Like I still endure that. Like I have people on Facebook that share me, you know, send me everything that they think is funny about a short person. Like I haven't fucking heard it before. Oh, short girl problems. I'm like, okay, at this point, just fuck off because I already know I invented all this shit. So it sounds like you didn't get too much ostracization as a kid other than like the occasional shorty and the leaning on your head oh no i mean there was a lot of shorty and there was a lot of leaning on me and using me as an armrest it was a lot to the point i think that's why i'm just so aggressive about it now i will tell people like get the fuck off me yeah (laughs) i'm not your goddamn armrest yeah no i think uh i think that's when the anger problem started when i realized how screwed i was you know, like, yeah. this is this is not going to happen for you. Look around, you know, everything on TV, you're never going to be a normal human being, you are always going to be this tiny person. And then that just sort of devolved into this tiny, angry person. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah. Okay, let's like, go. Let's go. When back. did you realize? Let's go oh, back. Shit. And when you were like, Oh, you know what? I'm I'm not a, a normal person here. I'm not going to get that. Okay, so Growing up, Glamazon was filled with a number of challenges. I was an only child, and although I have tons of cousins, there were no other family members that were genetic anomalies like myself. Now, my dad is like 6'6", but he wasn't around a lot. So other than that, it was it was mainly just me. There is a picture of myself and my cousin who was born the day after me, and we're both sitting on one of those indoor spring rocking horses. And he's sitting in front of me on the rocking horse wearing diapers. And I am in red overalls looking at Lee seven years older than him. Mm. He looks like a baby. And we are one day apart. Wow. And I'm like a full grown human. Right. Um, And because I was the size of an adult and sometimes larger than the average adult, adults did not talk to me like I was a child. And I also did not have very many friends because we moved around a lot, kind of like you. And most, most of the time it was in the middle of the school year and it seemed like I was always starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Try making friends when the teacher brings you in front of the classroom to introduce you as the new student and all the kids think you're the new teacher. Mm-hmm. So by fifth grade, I was six feet tall and had a size 11 shoe. And by sixth grade, my foot grew to a size 12 and luckily it finally stopped. So for our Gen Z gal pal listeners who were born into the age of Google and online shopping, imagine a world where there is only one store where you can buy a pair of women's shoes in your size. And at that store, there are only seven or eight pairs to choose from. And most of them look like a pair of orthopedic nursing shoes. Try buying a pair of those when you're 11 years old and not get made fun of. Mm. Just to say. There was also my grandmother's 
Roman's Catalog, which was a mail-order store for large women who wore moo's and had large feet up to size 13, which my grandmother had. Um, because I guess if you're large enough to wear a moo, then your feet must also be huge. And you also must be over 50 because there's absolutely nothing in this catalog, including shoes that was appropriate for an 11-year-old. The other option was to go over to Foot Locker. And not Lady Foot Locker, because their sizes stopped at 11 if you were lucky. Usually it was a 10. So over at regular Foot Locker, I was able to find a pair of pink high top Converse in a men's 10 and a half. And I lived in those through junior high, which is probably one of the worst periods of my life. Mm. We moved to Arizona at the beginning of seventh grade. And at this point, I was used to the pointing and the laughing and the comments and the occasional tall joke and being told that I should play basketball. But this type of verbal abuse was a whole other level and not just the students, but also teachers. And so the name calling repertoire of my hateful peers included fan favorites such as Too Tall Tracy, Too Tall Jones, Jolly Green Giant, or the entire jingle, Ho Ho Ho, Green Giant. That was fun. Or sometimes it was just Ho Ho Ho. Very nice. It was very nice. And there was also Hey Kool-Aid or Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti, you know, anything that's an urban myth. (laughs) I was probably called that. Then there are the dumb jokes like how's the weather up there because so many people told me that I should play basketball. I played it from sixth to eighth grade and absolutely hated it and sucked at it. But at this point, I was such an interloper and had no friends, no support system at home and hardly any decent clothes that playing basketball was my only escape because it gave me something to focus on during which I was incapable of feeling sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. Can't really do that when they've sent, sent you under the basket to catch the rebounds you can't really be like oh i'm sad for myself life sucks you just kind of deal with it so by freshman year i found uh, my fan base with the mods um today they go by emo or goth Mm -hmm. this was my group this was my tribe of people um the last thing anyone in this group wanted to do was be like anybody else so i fit right in because i already wasn't like anybody else they reveled in nonconformity. They gave society the middle finger, and so did I. So as a genuine freak of nature, I fit right in. And because the fashion trends of this group were so original and consisted mainly of DIY outfits held together with safety pins and concert t-shirts and oversized belts with black tights and black boots, it was slightly easier to find gender-neutral clothing accommodations Mm -hmm. that I could work with. Right. So I'd wear, you remember Brandon, I would wear his pants, Mm -hmm. you know, men's pants, borrow his shoes because he had it. He wore a 10 and a half. I definitely remember the mod group in high school. And it was a lot of long black skirts and pointy boots and baggy shirts, concert tees. It was a lot of sort of like flowing baggy lots of thrift store shopping lots of black and white lots, lots of, black. of thrift store shopping find like a black lace tablecloth mm-hmm. and fashion that into a long skirt you know the funny thing is when i got into high school and it really dawned on me that i wasn't going to be normal i didn't gravitate towards the mods i had mod friends definitely um and i had uh I guess my peer group that i hung out with the most at first were the stoner kids because they were fun. They liked to do fun things. Uh, but I kind of made my own way. And I too went to the thrift store angle. I'm like, well, if I can't look like everybody else, I'm going to look like nobody else. And a lot of my shopping was strictly thrift store shopping. And it was the weirdest shit I could find. I wore 
you know, butterfly collars. I wore the tacky Western shirts with the pearl buttons with yes. bell bottoms you and ugly boots. You definitely went more like 60s and 70s. I did. I went right down the 60s and 70s road. I was so <laughs> hardcore with that. <laughs> I think I still was working that angle when, when we hung out. I also right. did the tie-dye thing, which I still do to this day. You are the queen of tie-dye, I will say. I do like it. Even today, though, I'll be lucky if there's one store in the mall that has a pair of pants that will fit me properly with a long enough inseam, mm -hmm. let alone a pair of pants from an online retailer. But we'll get into pants more specifically in a later episode. In our fashion episode. In our fashion episode. Probably. Which, which will be interesting because yes. I know we've definitely had to... Uh, approach fashion from a much different angle than a normal woman something tells me we're going to have many episodes about fashion and clothing specifically it there is, could be one just all on swimsuits because i could i could bitch for an hour about swimsuits <laughs> my god you have so once i got into high school there was this one asshole and every time he saw me he would yell amazon which was <laughs> humiliating so i would find myself searching for other ways to walk around campus to avoid him. But the mods already had a reputation of their own and the jocks would throw rocks at us during lunch and chase us with baseball bats. Some friends were physically assaulted. School administrators did nothing. There was no protection for anyone who did not fit the normal image. So these were some difficult days. But as I got older, I simply carried on with my I just don't give a shit what you think attitude. And for most of my life, it served me well. I wear heels and don't care that I'm almost 6'4 with them on. I'm not afraid of putting together my own style of fashion based on what I'm able to throw together. But especially after the internet came along, there were eventually more and more options for clothes and shoes in addition to ways to find romantic partners in the height demographic I was looking for, which turned out to be the best place to find such men. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about romance in our next episode. So um, let's move on to uh, stature factor. What do you have, Rochelle? You know, the strange thing is, I think maybe in the era that we went to high school, it was, I don't want to say like it was a bit more violent, but I do feel like students were much more comfortable with being physically aggressive and not being stopped by the administration. I know that frequently I had girls who thought they would pick a fight with me. And I don't know if maybe it's because I was little and I looked like an easy target or because I was so mouthy. You don't but say. Just, yeah, I know. Right. Um, a big thing, though, was I would have uh, girls coming up to me and, you know, threatening to kick my ass. And I really I hadn't done anything other than the fact that maybe I was friendly to their boyfriend when we were in class. And a lot of times I was friendly because people were genuinely looking for help. I was in a lot of the uh, vocational classes because they were fun and they would ask me questions and the guys wouldn't answer them, but I would, I didn't have a problem with it, but uh, I, they would come up and they were going to kick my ass and I didn't really want to get into a fight. So I'd be like, fine, go ahead and hit me. I'll let you. I'll let you hit me a couple of times, but I have a car and I'll follow you home. <laughs> and maybe not tonight. Drive <laughs> past your house. Yeah, oh no, I was mean. I knew that they might have been bigger than me and stronger than me, but there was no way they were meaner than me. So I would tell them, you know, I have a car and I'll follow you home. And once I know where you live, 
it won't happen tonight, but one night you're going to wake up and your house is going to be on fire. I will burn your house down with you and your whole family in it. (laughs) So if you want to hit me, go ahead. I'll let you just know that there will be repercussions and they would be so frightened of me at that point. And they'd say, Nope, never mind. If we're good. I'm like, yeah, I thought so. And then they wouldn't hit you anymore. No. And then I, so I never got into a fight in high school and it, it didn't take long. You know, it only happened a couple of times and then pretty soon nobody wanted to be in a fight with me anymore. And I was left alone. How old were you? Well, I did have a car. I think because I was so much shorter than everyone, they actually thought I was younger. They thought maybe I was you know, a freshman and I wasn't, I didn't, uh, I would have been 16 and 16, 17 years old. So maybe if they saw you with a car, you had earned respect at that point. Mm, I don't know if that was it. I think I just said it in such a calm serial killer like manner Mm -hmm. that I didn't appear to be fooling around or boasting. Interesting though. It's interesting how prevalent physical violence was. Well, in our you, high school career. I mean, it, it's just so much different today. I can't even imagine. You still even today threaten people with fire. You do it to me every 4th of July. Yeah, so. I do. But it's so much fun. Stop fire it. is fun. I'm not even a little bit scared of it. <laughs> All right. Moving on to stature factor. What do you have? Okay. Stature factor. I truly believe that I experienced a condition called precocious puberty. I think this is what is responsible for my height and maybe a little bit of my anger management problems. So I looked into it and per the Mayo Clinic webpage, precocious puberty begins before eight for girls and nine for boys. What it does is it basically causes a child's body to begin the change into an adult's body, but it's too soon. While the cause of precocious puberty is hard to find, hypothyroidism is thought to be a cause, which I have. Uh, Other risk factors include number one, just being a girl. The ratio is uh, 20 girls to every one boy that experiences precocious puberty. Wow. Being obese, uh, being African-American, um, and be, being exposed to sex hormones, a la gentlemen who use like the, the gels, the therapeutic gels for, yeah, low T, the testosterone gels, apparently. Being exposed to that as a child is leading to it. Uh, the complications of short height. <laughs> Our um, societal and emotional problems due to being extremely self-conscious about the changes occurring in their bodies at such a young age, especially they're not seeing anyone around them experiencing these same changes. Uh, There is a definite increased risk of depression and substance abuse. I will plead the fifth on the latter. God, this just got dark, didn't it? (laughs) Funny your shit up or shell. I can't help it. There's nothing <laughs> funny about precocious puberty. No. Having pubes at eight was hard. It was stressful. You know, little girls at that time, they would do things like, oh, they all wanted to change in the same room so they could go swimming. And I would be like, no way in hell am I changing in the same room with you people. It's not happening. Ew, what's that? Oh, let's all, you know, let's all shower together. I saw let's that on Cinemax. Not what happening. I know, right? I, I had to find ways to get out of it. And, and I would flatly refuse. Yeah. I understand. I didn't want to do that either. Yeah. I don't want you to stare into my, my pubes. No. <laughs> Please don't. What's your stature factor? Well, I got a couple different things here. I thought I'd start by listing off some other Glamazon celebrities because we're not completely an anomaly anymore. A lot of milk drinkers out there. At least that's what they used to say back in my day. 
You must have drank a lot of milk. Dude, I drank the shit out of milk and look at me. And milk had a big, um, you know, PR going on at that time about milk doing a, a body good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots of milk jokes. Anyway, maybe these girls drank some milk, too. So we're looking at, of course, a lot of our WNBA ladies are very tall. I would like to know where they get their clothes. Of course, they probably have the money to have things tailored. But how do you tailor pants if you can't find them long enough like you can't take something in what isn't there you know anyway but lisa leslie is six five and gwendolyn christie who you might know as brienne of tarth mm-hmm. on game of thrones is six three love her venus williams is six one her sister's only five nine though mm-hmm. of course it's still tall but to me that's five nine is not tall to me then there's the big group of six-footers. Um, most of these are actresses. Jane Lynch, Gina Davis, Uma Thurman, Allison Janney, Brooke Shields, Christine Johnson, Leslie Jones, Sigourney Weaver, Bridget Everett, she's a comedian, and Kimora Lee Simmons, known for baby fat. Yeah, the baby fat lady. But I had a pair of baby fat jeans, and they weren't long enough either. So yeah. even though she's tall, I'd like to know where the long jeans are, Kimora, please. Mm-hmm. So email her. Maybe she'll send you a pair out of her private stock. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. Please. And, we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll give you information at the end if you'd like to write in. With comments or stories or suggestions on where to shop. If you want to email us. Yes. We won't send you samples of our clothing, but uh, (laughs) we'll enjoy reading your emails and maybe we'll even reply to them as long as, uh, as long as they don't have wiener pictures in them. Actually, Um, you could send wiener pictures. I'll still look at them. Yeah. Why not? We'll look at them. Um, We're at feedback at galpodcast.com and I'll repeat that again at the end of the show. So going on with Stature Factor, I found um, just a little site that listed in very poor grammar um, for all the tall girls out there, a top 20 list of daily struggles of being tall. And they include number one, jeans, leggings, yoga pants, dresses, skirts, everything is too short. Here, here. Everything is too short. Number two. Heels and wedges are a struggle when you're already tall. Now, this depends on you personally. I didn't find a struggle. If I'm going to wear a heel, I'm going to I'm going to wear a heel. And you're going to deal with it. And yeah, people are going to point. They already point. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you tower over your friends and pictures and have to do that awkward scooching down to fit into the frame. This is true. Yeah, they always stick you in the back and they always roll me right in the front like a friggin bowling ball with a smile yes. on its face story of my life you can look at any elementary school picture i am in the dead center in the back mm-hmm. the, the width of all two people. the pictures there's me right front and center Ugh. i just time. wanted to stand in the back <laughs> good luck number four you always lose your short friends in crowds but they will always find you that is true yeah i think you found me at magic mountain a couple times mm-hmm um, number five, the dating pool is small when you want a tall boyfriend. That is true. Um, but we'll get in, into dating and romance in the next episode and we'll elaborate further on mm-hmm. how to remedy that. Number six, you're always referred to as the tall friend. And that is true. Right? How do you, uh, how do you describe me to people? My tall friend, Tracy? My two tall friend? My friend, yeah, she's really no, tall. I'm trying to think if I do use the phrase, the tall one. Uh, no, you know what? Yeah. I have, but mostly yeah. to John, because John's like, who's that? I'm like, that's my friend, 
Tracy. And he's like, which one is that? I was like, the tall one. Remember her and Teal? They're both really, really tall. And he's like, oh, yeah. All right, number seven. You hit your head walking downstairs or on low ceilings. Yes, I also hit my, my head in most cars. So car shopping is a, a problem. And if I have like a ponytail or something, I'll hit my head in my own car. So number eight. All you know, wait, I'm going to interject Yeah, here. interject. Like, for reals though, because my... Because my height is so oddly proportionate, because I am so much body with so little arm and leg, I too hit my head in cars. I, I, I don't whack, see this. I whack my head all the time. What cars are you getting into? A clown car? No. <laughs> no. Uh, my car that I have now, oh, it may be because I have to scoot the seat so far forward so that my feet touch the pedals. But how is your... Then I'm just closer to the way the car curves down. How would I fit into this car? Would I have to lay down? Is this your tracker? No, no. This is the Venza. You'd fit okay. in it just fine. Don't be egotistical. I'll lock you up. It's for big people. <laughs> sure it is. As long as you don't sit up close. I'll have to get in your car when I walk you out and we'll judge. Okay. We'll judge this. Number eight. All shorts turn into booty shorts because the crotch isn't long enough. Mm. You know what? Don't even get me started on the camel toe factor. Oh my God. The Forget one piece bathing it. suit nightmare. For people with a long body. Jeans with um, low waist or super low waist or ultra low waist. Forget it. Those won't even begin to cover my butt crack. <laughs> that is Are you true. kidding? I look like the worst plumber. <laughs> uh, forget it. The dirtiest angel in Charlie's Angels. <laughs> the dirtiest angel. <laughs> um, yeah. Even like a super high waist. Not on me. Mm -hmm. The super high waist on a regular person is like medium to low waist on me it's got to be like super duper high number nine you're asked to get things off high shelves yes oh, as yeah. a matter of fact that happened i take advantage the, of that shit all the time the grocery store i handed her a you know a twist sticks from the, the baggies they're really high in there but you have to find ways to entertain yourself when people do that like hold it just out of their little reach and then wave it back and forth a little bit make them jump for you're it. right maybe i need to have more fun you gotta look on the bright side um, your t number 10, your feet look huge no matter what shoe you have. Yeah, that's, that's basic. Yeah. I mean, I'd hate to be tall with little feet. I, I look like a say, giraffe. You'd you look don't want tiny. weird with some tiny ass feet. You'd look like you were going to fall over at any second. I know okay. someone who's 5'11 and has a, a size eight. I mean, in, in addition to just being envious as hell, cause she never had to deal with any of the shoe finding problems I, I've had. Her feet look a little small. Yeah. If she turns around real fast, does she find it hard to stop? Does she just keep spinning? <laughs> like a top? Like yeah. a dreidel? Like a dreidel. Number 11, long sleeve shirts always turn into quarter sleeve shirts after a few washes. Mm. Uh, shirts in general are just too short. Uh, you know what? But then talk to me. I always got them flappy ass hands because the sleeves go down past where my <laughs> hands are. All of I, I, my, uh, my wrists and my ankles look like uh, accordions. Right. And then you have so, the long sleeve. I or wish the I had sleeve slides down over my hand and I look like an idiot child in pajamas that are that, too big. That No, that does not happen on me. Um, Twelve. You always get asked how tall you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even to this day. How tall are you? Does it matter? Does tall it really to matter you. to you? Exactly. That needs to be your answer. Tall enough to do serious harm to you, sir. It always happens in an elevator, tall too. Tall enough to see your severe dandruff problem. Yes. Like, make it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you have way better answers. 
Way it's because answers. I'm short and I'm angry. Okay. I have the same amount of anger you do, but it's compacted down and pressed so tightly that it's just ready to fly out at any minute. You're like the Big Bang Theory. Kind of. A little bit. All right, 13, you get asked, what sport do you play, basketball or volleyball? I wouldn't get asked. I was told, you should play basketball. Mm. That, is, that should be your purpose in life. See, I had glasses, so I automatically was bad at sports. Any ball in motion was coming straight for my face. Were you picked last on the playground? I was. Oh, yeah. I was. For sure. And because they knew. Basketball. They knew. If, if anybody threw a ball, it was going to hit me right in the damn face. But then you could just set them on fire. That's true. All right, 14. You looking in the mirror and getting the top half of your body cut off. Mm-hmm. Unless you're looking at my Paula Abdul mirror, yes. That happens especially in hotels. Uh, yeah, especially or me seeing myself from like mid chin up. Remember when you came to my house and I had that mirror set for myself and my husband and you walked by and you're like, what's up with this mirror? I'm like, it looks fine to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's like for my chest. That's it. My belly button. 15, being squished in the backseat of small cars or in any tight space in general. Who in their right mind would stick you in the backseat of a car? It's happened. I was constantly made to ride in the middle in every backseat. Well, if I get Because putting my feet up on the hump wasn't a big deal to me. In an Uber or a Lyft. Oh, That's why we have to get an XL because there's not not enough leg room. And every single time, whoever's driving, like... I have to tell them, you have to move your front seat up because I can't fit in the back. Mm-hmm. Did you know, I told you on how Halloween when I was Marie Antoinette and I had yeah. that big wig with the, with the boat with the boat inside the wig. We ordered um, an, an Uber XL and it was like a minivan and Teal had to sit in the back and I had to lay down across the three seats to fit in because I couldn't fit in with me and the wig and the ship in my in my hair. Yeah. And I didn't want to take the shit. When out. you guys come to my house, I am I do live in fear that you're gonna walk into a ceiling fan. You or him, you're gonna have a oh, giant yeah. laceration across your forehead. That might happen. It might happen. Sixteen, no leg room on any public tra- transportation. That is true. Forget about it. And we have a very exciting story about leg room on transportation and we're not going to tell you now but it's going to come up later yes and it uh, it is going to be about the time that uh, tracy and i shared a flight to hawaii and all <laughs> of the things that happened from there yes that'll be fun for picture day at school you're always put in the last row dead center on the end yes we mm-hmm. that is true regular bathroom stalls are too small yes i will always go for oh, the handicaps yeah. Always go for the handicapped song. Oh, yeah. When they're too small for me, Jesus. And forget going on an airplane. I will specifically eat a bunch of cheese just so I don't have to go. (laughs) That is the most disturbing fact you could divulge to me. Is that? I purposely constipate myself completely (laughs) so I don't have to use the closet on the airplane. Exactly. Exactly. And usually that works. Um. I might leave that in. We'll see. No, I think we definitely need to leave that in. (laughs) 18. Every kitchen and bathroom sink anywhere in the world, including your own home, are too short. Mm. I have back problems just from trying to bend over, you know, to all the sinks in the world. But I'm going to point out from the shorty perspective, having these wee little flappers when you go into public restrooms and you have to like reach out to wash your hands, you always wind up getting the front of your shirt wet because sloppy people slop the water 
all over the sink and you don't see it right away, but you've got to kind of reach and lean over to uh, be get able the soap to and stuff. Yeah, get the soap and stuff. And then you look down at your shirt and you're like, oh, damn it. You need to use a little kid sink, you know? Yeah. Not every place has that. Yeah, but I, I am a fan of the little kid sink. I ain't yeah. going to lie. All right. 19. You can't find a pair of tights or pantyhose whose crotch go past your knees. Can I forget about it? Right. But uh, as a short person, I cannot tell you how many times. No, no. Instead of like making that awkward uh, roll of extra pantyhose up in your crotch, I finally, oh, and I thought I was such a genius. Like you pull them on till they fit right. And then I would fold the pantyhose down over my toes and like stand on the extra in the bottom of the shoe. I don't have extra. I don't have enough. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you have like a crotch gap. The crotch that you wouldn't stops need at to, the knee. Yeah, you wouldn't even need to carry a purse. Just put it all in your crotch gap. Just waddle, <laughs> waddle around like Danny DeVito when he was the penguin. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. And finally, you break your back in the shower because the shower head is too low. That just happened on our trip to Vegas. That shower head was like, who is this for? It is for Danny DeVito or you. Right. Uh, you know, terrible. The back bend you have to do on like Linda Blair or like from the grudge. Yeah. And a back bend. Terrible. And forget about fitting in a bathtub. No, that isn't happening. So as you can um, hear, growing up tall has many obstacles. But after a while, you learn how to avoid and love them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. These aren't my words, right? This oh, is good. just from that. Uh, That's like really that grammatically chipper. wrong. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit too chipper for it's me. A bit it's too a bit chipper. fake. It's phony. It's phony. It, it it has obstacles. What, what else do they say? At many clothing stores, you learn what works for your height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anger, usually. Anger works for my height. I leave crying or mad. <laughs> um, squatting down for pictures, not hitting your head becomes a normal thing. This is true. But honestly, this person says, I can say that I would not trade my height for anything. The perks definitely outweigh the negative. Being tall is not a bad thing for me and all my fellow tall girls. It's the best gene our parents could have given us. That is such a crock of bullshit. That is total bullshit. And on the one hand, though, yes, most people would love to be taller. I mean, no lie. I would step on a kitten to be 5'9". Right. But to be somewhere in like slightly above average, right? To be above average. Well, the average is like 5'4". See, that's really short for me. Yeah. In my mind. I I do think that's still kind of on the that's the latest like i mean everything would fit you but i think that let's face it if you made somebody like me your height i'd just walk around murdering people so i think that's why i gotta stop at five nine well i think people people do i mean ted bundy was tall i mean if we're anyway was he he was he was 511 tall people particularly men earn more money and are held in higher esteem than shorter people Mm -hmm. tall people are known to have higher iqs and there's a um, association between height and success that's just perpetuated mm-hmm. you look at a tall person and think oh they're they're successful and then i'm like yeah this is why they made fun of me when i was younger because they were just jealous oh. and so i went i went that down that angle put on my high heels and said fuck you mm-hmm. this is me this is tall, me i think tall people are definitely taken more seriously i think that is one of my big frustrations in my life is that i feel like people don't take me seriously because they view me as a child i'll say something And they'll be like, oh, that's nice, dear, you know. (laughs) On the other hand, studies indicate that being tall could be hazardous to your health, Mm -hmm. although the research is ambiguous. Research suggests taller women may be more likely to reach age 90 than shorter women, um, according Mm -hmm. to new research, as I said. But the same is not true for taller men. 
Researchers have found the lungs of taller people don't function as efficiently relative to their body's demands as those of short people. Explanations for the link between height and other disorders are slightly more speculative. Tall people have more cells, which may increase the chance that some will mutate and lead to cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, As we know, I just had to deal with some tests to make sure I don't have that. And that's probably has a lot to do with extra cells Mm -hmm. I'm making in certain parts of my body. Um, Hormones play a role in cancer it's possible that the foods that we eat lead to faster growth during childhood yada yada and there's a link between height and blood clots that also has to do with the length and the weight of the columns of blood that travel between the heart and the body's extremities oh sure that makes sense because i stand up and have head rushes a lot i gotta take my time there's just a lot going on that's a long ways for that blood to go it is i'm like the eiffel tower of the blood traveling Anyway. An Eiffel Tower of Blood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. Okay. So let's move on to heads up. How should things go down? If it, if it were up to us. How would things go down? How would things be? Do you want me to lead on this Yeah, one? you lead on okay. this one. I think things should be that abnormalities in children should be addressed a lot sooner. I think having a wait and see attitude can be detrimental that's how I feel the approach to me and some of the things that were happening to me at a young age. Everybody just kind of sat back with a wait and see attitude. What were they the going to do? They put done. you on the rack? Like William Wallace? No, no. but um, there are hormones that they can give children to slow down precocious puberty to like help stop it, to combat uh, some of the effects. If my puberty could have been offset or delayed, I probably would have been taller. Because that switch flips and you kind of stop growing. Because now it's time to gear into being a woman versus being a child who is in that growth cycle. So I think that wait and see attitude towards abnormalities can be irresponsible because it does have dramatic effect uh, when they're adults. There's no changing it. There's no point where I could go back and somehow magically grow taller. When those abnormalities were occurring, they should have been addressed more thoroughly. And they weren't. So I think that's, uh, I think doctors today, though, really are better about addressing things that are unusual a lot faster. I know that my doctor was completely aware of the fact that I was going through puberty at eight. And just kind of shrugged it off. I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. She's fine. Well, now they just blame that on on estrogen from all the soy everything yeah. needs and, and estrogen in the cat and but milk. at least they are looking for reasons as to where that is coming from. Now yeah. I don't know that doctors looking into what was causing your growth, your rapid growth earlier, could DNA. have done for you. Yeah. DNA. It's hard to say. Maybe they would have been like, "Quick, quick, giving her milk." <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Grandma. But that's what I think. I think abnormalities in children. Nowadays, I know that when they've got children who are slow to grow or who are experiencing things outside the norm, they there are hormonal therapies to help put a stop to that or to delay it. And I really wish something like that could have been done for me. For you. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not a petite little person. I don't have those, you know, really fine, fine features, the tiny elfin bones. I'm not little in that respect. I am built like a 
very short football player. It yeah. is unfair in some ways. <laughs> I mean, oh, man, let me tell you, if I look like Kristen Bell, I would not be complaining. Right. But I look like somebody from Lord of the Rings. God damn it. I just watched that last night. <laughs> We're watching it two towers. <laughs> when you see those little Popeye looking at, you know, the dwarves, I'm like, yeah. oh, Jesus, those are my people. So yeah. my heads up is a little more uh, practical. So mine really has to do with like fashion and clothing because a lot of what you wear kind of dictates if you're fitting into that's normal true. or what's cool that's or are you put together. So to start with, fashion sample sizes are currently size zero to four, mm-hmm. but the average size female in the U.S. is size 14. So obviously there is a big disparity there that needs to be fixed. And in addition to that, there needs to be tall, more tall and short options. There are some stores that do that. I still have a problem finding them, though. Oh, yeah. I can name like two stores and one of them I can only go online for their talls. And the other one, they have a few talls, but they're not in the size I need. Usually if they're tall, they're in the smaller size, like a 12 or a 14. But you can't find a tall in a larger size because if you're large, then you must be short. Mm-hmm. So that needs to change. Well, and I would point out, even if you ran down the option of making your own clothes, I know that to purchase patterns outside of it was easy for me when I purchased a pattern all I had to do was trim off four inches from the pant leg right but again like there are there are no patterns patterns. for women at your height right you can't add simplicity doesn't have that (laughs) no simplicity doesn't eyeball it but that gets risky again you can't alter or add something if it's not already there, you could how- get some chalk and like draw the pant leg a little longer. But yeah, you do happening. run into issues. What if you're not exact and then you've got something that's got an inch shorter cuff on one side? Sure. You know? I'm not that good of a What if you get it so. wrong? There also needs to be more clothing options with longer torsos from pants and jeans to one piece swimsuits and bodysuits. But again, we will get into those clothing um, issues specifically mm-hmm. in a future episode. And finally, remind people out there don't hide shame. Height shaming is not okay. Watch what you say to a tall person and a short person. It may be offensive, even though you think you're making casual conversation like, wow, how tall are you? Is it really that important? Would you say to a short person, wow, you're really small. You should join the circus. No, you wouldn't say that. So don't say to a tall person, wow, you should play basketball. It's the same thing. So be kind. I heard a very interesting thing. Don't point out to anyone something that they can't instantaneously fix. Otherwise, you are bruising their ego. I agree. You can point out like, oh, you've got spinach in your teeth because they can fix that right away. Or, oh, you've got that just fuck look, like fix your hair, you know. (laughs) But don't point out anything that they have no ability to fix within a few minute window. I agree with that. That's good advice. You have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. All right, everyone. I think our maiden voyage went pretty well. I think so, too. So, our gal pals listening, if you have any feedback, stories, or anything you'd like to share, advice on where to shop, anything else, write to us at feedback at galpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. That's G-A-L podcast.com, because no way in hell are we going to make you spell leprechauns <laughs> when you look for us. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Bye.